0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Hamburger Generation. Whoa, Gen- whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, wait, wait. What? This is not Hamburger Generation. This is Basil Meats.
0: Oh, yeah, we're on Basil Meats this time. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so hello to all the Basil Meats podcast listeners. My name is Isra, and I'm here with Jamil. Yo. And we are the hosts of Hamburger Generation. So the episode you're about to listen to was an episode that we originally recorded for our podcast, where we sat down with Basil and got to know him a little bit better. So it's pretty much an episode we recorded on our podcast that we're now playing on his podcast. And this is just us introducing his podcast. Oh, my God. There's so much back and forth. It's confusing.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) I think they'll understand. I think. I mean, I'm kind of lost, but I think they'll understand. <laughs>
0: All right, so enjoy the episode.
2: So guys, today I um, was invited to a uh, birthday, uh, for a one-year-old's birthday. My, my very good friend, uh, his daughter just turned one. So uh, we went over, you know, he had, we didn't know what to expect. Dana and I, my wife, and uh, we went to Dubai Mall and we're like, yeah, let's, let's pick up a gift. We should probably pick up a gift. What do you get, a one-year-old? So we got a pair of Converse. You know,
1: ah, well, my, my wife's yeah. like, oh, my God. The, the cute so little cute. converse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: They're uh-huh. like, I'm like, oh, my God, I want one. Let's have kids. So uh, <laughs> just to get those. <laughs> so um, and then like we, we, we go over and uh, I don't know what to expect. Like, right. It was a one year old's birthday. So what, what could happen? And uh, it was they went all out. There was balloons. There were like camera people. And it was like, whoa, yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is crazy. Wow. And I started seeing people coming in with with gifts and they, they they were coming in with huge boxes and couches and horses and i'm like what we cannot give them a converse like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just not going to work <laughs> abort you're
0: like hiding yours <laughs> like putting it back
2: and Dana's like remove the name from the
1: <laughs> and just throw it in there like just they will never know it's us <laughs> Yeah. Some one-year-old came into the party and forgot his converse. He's <laughs> taking it out
0: of
2: the wrapping.
1: Who's, this, who's <laughs> the loser who got those Pink those converse. Those are
0: the cutest though, honestly.
2: Yeah, they are. I thought they were really cute and then they yeah, really pushed me cute. towards having kids. But people uh, go over <laughs> the top
0: with these things, eh?
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I just remembered because I just saw... His message thanking me for the sneakers. So yo, like, I feel like. Oh, so you didn't get the name off? <laughs> they they <laughs> found out it was did. me <laughs> and Dina. Oh, they had to like
0: send a courtesy <laughs> message, like, let's send these guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for your 179 Durham <laughs> gift. <laughs> We're gonna go and play with the couch now. A couch. <laughs> yeah, a couch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Damn. For a one-year-old. Like they
0: don't even sit.
2: I, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe when she's two. It's I like guess. a gift
0: for the future. You know, it's like an investment piece, yeah. that couch. Mm. No,
2: I just felt like I wanted to share with you. I don't know why. I just, this this was a funny story today. So, yeah, it was fun. all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks this for This was ha- a great thanks episode. Thanks for coming. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> all for today. Uh, <laughs>
1: By the way, from looking at you and talking to some people who know you, mm-hmm. they tell me you're all into rock and roll. I am into rock and roll. Yes. Uh, yeah. Especially <laughs> that picture that we took together and you're just like putting out the That's rock right. and roll. I, wh- what do you call this? No, like That's a heavy a, metal Well, they, they call them the devil horns. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Although
2: like it might be unacceptable to say devil horns. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm you know some people might it's get just, offended it's just two <laughs> drumsticks i guess yeah oh yeah well oh. that's a good way to look at it i've never actually thought of no, it i
0: always thought it was like a more like devil look
2: right yeah well it, yeah. it has two I'll, like i'm origins. just giving it
1: a nicer like,
0: pg
2: well yeah. here's here's the origins of the devil horns oh right? okay let's, oh, hear let's that. get some yeah. history yeah i'm gonna lay down some hardcore history on you guys yeah. heavy metal history because yeah. i'm quite a heavy metal uh encyclopedia.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, I'm going to learn a lot I'm today. Just, uh, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> just throwing it out there, you know? So modest of you. <laughs> just a little modest. Yeah, so the devil horns, basically, um, mm. there's two stories. One story is that uh, Ronnie James Dio is, uh, is a metal singer, and he used to uh, sing with Black Sabbath. His grandma used to do the devil horn Adam and apparently it was a sign to remove evil spells away from him. So uh, she was Italian. She was very traditional. So she would do those devil signs at him when he was a kid. So she would say like the you know that removes um, uh, you know uh, bad spells or or bad luck or whatever. So he started doing those in his shows to his fans as a gesture, or like I guess, of goodwill. And he thought he it looked cool as well. So it got picked up, and then a lot of. You know, people, and, and Black Sabbath being Black Sabbath, the quintessential heavy metal band, you know, a lot of people picked it up and it started going viral at the time in the 70s and the 80s. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's the origins of heavy metal. But then there's also another university in the U.S. and Texas, and I think they also use that as a sign as well. So mm. people... Talk about both stories, but I'd like to l- believe that Ronnie James' CEO story is a yeah. much cooler so one. So that one is much from, better, It yeah.
0: comes from a good place, then.
2: Yeah, it yeah. comes from a good place, yeah, exactly. Ironically. So it's a, a lot of people misunderstand it that it's actually something devilish or whatever, but it's actually not. It's actually, it has good connotations towards mm. it. But that's at least what I read. I could be wrong. Somebody from your podcast might be like, "This guy is
1: talking nonsense." <laughs> I so. don't know if
0: Fuad and Khalid know a lot about Fuad <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Khalid. Yeah. Only khel- two listeners. Oh, okay. I don't know if they know <laughs> Ever <a lot>. since
1: <laughs> we, we started, re- ever since we started recording, this has been like an ongoing joke. Like, shout out to all our listeners, Fuad and Khaled. Fuad and Khalid, what's up, guys? Hey, don't. I don't know
0: if they're big on heavy metal, but if they are, please reach out to us at generationhamburger@gmail.com.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we have we have a bunch of friends that go like. Man, why do you always say Jamil and Kh- Fuad and Khalid? <laughs> say my name too, Rami. <laughs> I, I'm listening. All right, Rami. Shout out! <laughs> yeah, no, no. Shout out to Rami. <laughs> it's you <know>. a joke. <laughs> but it's yeah, joke
2: okay, guy. that's a good
0: yeah. that's a good background.
2: Yeah, but you know, it's uh, I'm uh, yeah definitely I'm into rock and roll and uh, it's been something I've been into for like I don't remember, man. Like. Uh, yeah, I think it's since I was 12, 13, like I got into like heavy metal and uh, and I've been ever since. And I remember like my mom's cousins would come in when I was a teenager, you know, like when you're a teenager and you have like, yeah, man, like I'm the a angst. teenager. Yeah, like, yeah, although I wasn't angry at all as a teenager, which was very strange. I never went through like these crazy teenage years. And they were telling me, like, you know, you're going to grow out of it. Like, this is this is just a phase. You're going to grow out of it. I'm like, no. And here I am today. I'm 34. And I'm, like, l- still listening to Metallica. And when I go to the Metallica shows, I still feel like a 13-year-old kid. So, I don't know what happened. You showed Something. them. <laughs> so I showed them, you know, like, <laughs> Nabil. <Yeah. laughs> he knows. Okay, so since you've
0: been 12, you've been into it.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was. So I, I listened to a podcast one by once by Malcolm Gladwell and right. he was talking about how, you know, you have the music that you listen to during your teenage years and these are gonna be like your favorite music for the rest of your life, really. Right. But then you grow up and you listen back to them and you, you this thing happens to you where you realize it's shit, but you still love it. <laughs> so I don't know if this is happening
2: to you, but well, yeah, because uh, before Metallica, I was into Spice Girls. Oh, man. oh okay, no, that's, that's pretty good. Jump, jump, right? Interesting <laughs> all, <man>. combo. <laughs> that's pretty. Jump. Well, I think I was at a time where I was trying to find myself. Okay. You uh-huh. know, I mean? musically, because I, f- I started seeing all these guys and girls around me, and they all had these favorite bands. And I'm like, well, I need the favorite band as yeah, well. You need to define yourself. Yeah, like who is my favorite band? And I was, and I and I saw the Spice Girls on TV. And I'm like, well. Spice Girls are definitely my favorite band, you know. <laughs> and Jerry Hallowell are is definitely all the
0: moves Like stop, right? Yeah, I was like,
2: such a good song. I think I was lying to myself for sure, but yeah. Now that I look back at it, I was like, what was I thinking? Oh, true. Yeah. And there was a bunch of kids in school that would see me with like, you know, because I had the, those folders. I don't know if you guys used to do this, but I used to like cut out from magazines yeah, like pictures sure. and like put it on my folders Collage. and stuff so yeah so uh, and i had like a lot of spice girls pictures on there when i Wait, was like
0: you were like heavily into spice girls
2: i think i thought i was heavily into spice <laughs> girls we need, we need to dissect this right here <laughs> it's gonna be a very interesting podcast for you guys um <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it just um i i don't i don't know why but i just uh, so these kids in, in school were like yo would you sell us some like spice girls pictures I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Like, how much for? He's like, I want to one poster of Jerry Hallowell. You give you tender dollars for it. And I was like, well, all right, here's the side business. <laughs> you know, I can start selling Jerry Hallowell pictures. We're fully clothed. I guarantee you there was nothing bad about these oh pictures. Oh my gosh. But yeah. But yeah, th- th- I think so. Back to Malcolm Gladwell's point, I guess I do look mm-hmm. back and see that shit, but I, I don't say it's great. I gotta say, it's still shit. Mm. <laughs> so
0: how the transition then? How can you go from Spice Girls to like heavy metal? What happened?
2: Okay, I remember the moment. Oh my gosh, please share. Like, I remember the exact moment. Hit us with it. So like, this is me, like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid. I uh, just got to Sharjah from Amman. You know, I was in, uh, we lived in Amman for like seven, eight years. You know, I'm like, I have no friends, nothing. I just like, I literally just landed in the UAE in Sharjah. My parents had a really like small TV in their bedroom and we had Channel V. Do you guys remember Channel V? Yeah. Like this really old yeah. Channel, music, music yeah, channel. Yeah, pardon. The music. Yeah, exactly. The music channel. And then I remember just like, what like this music video came on and it was called memory remains by Metallica. And then I saw James Hetfield who is like the singer of Metallica. And I'm like, Holy shit. Like this is, who is this? Like, who are these four guys who don't give a shit about like how they look like they have beards. What? Like, I thought like it wasn't allowed to have beards, like Backstreet Boys don't have beards, you know, and, and, and they sang about love and stuff, and, and these guys are singing about something completely different, and and he had big fat guitars, and he was wearing like sunglasses, and I was like, dude, like what is this? And I think from that point, like I called my friend Yezen, he was my only friend in the UAE at the time, and I was like, Yezen, scratch the Spice Girls, I found a new favorite <laughs> band. Spice Girls are out! <laughs> Spice Girls are out, Metallica are in, you know? Uh. So, yeah. And then it's from that point on, we started, like, buying these Hit Parader magazines, Kerrang, Metal Hammer. And, like, every time we find, like, Metallica on the cover, we'd start, like, just buying these magazines. And when we find out that there's a poster, we would, like, just definitely buy it. And then start, like, my room was, like, plastered with Metallica posters. And so I just, like, went all in. Like, I was... Hmm. super fan, you know what I mean? Like, just, me isn't, like, we just go, and obviously, like, Metallica, like, they say is the gateway to the world of metal, so that's when we started getting into heavy metal, and and rock and roll, and, like, Mm. today I'm more into classic rock, and, like, Pink Floyd, and Aerosmith, and, like, Led Zeppelin, and stuff like that, but back then, it was, like, Corn and Limp biscuit and, like, you know, it was cool back in the 90s, you know, like, you know, Limp Biscuit was the shit, you know, and uh, now, when I'm older, like, I test the, the generational theory, where i ask like my um like somebody who's much younger like 12 year old or something and i ask them like do you know who limbiscuit are and they're like no who's Limp And I, that's what i know like i i am very old yeah, <laughs> you know? sure. i'm an old man right now <laughs> you know but yeah but yeah that's how i got into rock and roll and heavy metal yeah
0: so as you're as you're going through this crazy transition and your your room is changing and you know you're yeah. the obsession what what were your parents thinking
2: uh i think i don't know I, I basil re- has gone man <laughs> <laughs> so. he's going god he's going god we lost him um i think uh, you, i gotta respect my parents because like at some point i used to buy these metallica albums and i would like really crank them up in the house you know what i mean like i would be like rocking out to like you know master of puppets and like ride the lightning and all these like kick-ass Metallica albums. And yeah, I would, I would never get so much complaints. I think my mom only started worrying when I started wanting to start a band, you know? And then that's when they were like, whoa, mm. what are you talking about? <laughs> you're not going to become, you're not going to go on Star Academy or anything like that to become a rock star. Like, relax. So I think that's when they started like worrying. But before that, they were like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. That's what? if that's your thing, that's your thing. You know, like, well, because funny enough, when we just, when we came to the UE, my brother who's older than me, he's a big Nirvana fan. And Nevermind, the Nirvana album Nevermind was, you know, was a staple for my brother. And uh, <clears throat> he would, like, every time we'd go into the car, uh, you know, he, my brother was, like, also a rebellious teenager, uh, you know, much more angst than me. And, uh, you know, he had the Nick Carter hair as well, you know, like, <laughs> no way, <laughs> so would, like, you know, put his hair up, you know, he would sit for a while, like, just blow dry his hair. I'm sorry, Mo. Oh, uh, busted. <laughs> <laughs> but he would, like, he would just you know, get in the car with all his angst and put in, uh, never mind. And he would put it up and that's what that's what it is and my brother uh, my dad i guess because he knew he was taking us out of this like of our environment in amman and this new environment in dubai and this is like the way i guess we're rebelling through like rock music yeah and i guess he let us do it you know like just okay fine if you're rebelling through rock music then it's fine you know
1: yeah you need a channel and uh,
2: that's not a bad channel it's not and Mm -hmm. honestly it's it's honestly channels all my like negative emotions was were really channeled through rock and roll music and it was really channeled through heavy metal. So I was by any stretch, I was not, not a like angry kid. I was not a you know not none of that. You know, I was just I because I felt every time I felt bad, I'd just channel it through, you know, Metallica or whatever I was listening to at the time, but mostly Metallica, really. You know, but there were the occasional times where what they saw, it! you know, like <laughs> you know, you got those shouts, you know. Uh, where you get the bangs on the door and like Allah, you know. So, I would get those every now and then. Yeah. Sometimes I would rock out, like I would pretend that I'm in a stadium and like, yeah. and then like my mom would open the door and like she would walk in on me and doing like the whole like rock and roll oh thing and it's gosh. awkward and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Please. Well, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I, I made my mom watch uh, a Metallica video once. After she saw a Limbisket video. So mm-hmm. she's like, "La la, Metallica are better. Better, you know, because the, they weren't wearing baggy pants at the
1: time, yeah. You know, so oh yeah, look at that. Metallica they're... are definitely better. <laughs> <Yeah>, better, <laughs> for sure. They you were
2: know, like really like nice black outfits, you know, <laughs> it, from the from the '80s. They never changed their style, you know. So, uh, so yeah, but yeah, all things considered, it was okay.
0: So then it stuck on from your teenage years onwards.
2: It did, yeah, for 15 years, and. Uh, it was always, uh, well, more than 15 years, but I say 15 years because at some point, I was like, you know, I, when when I start working, I need to see Metallica live. This is the first thing I need to do when I earn my own salary. Because, you know, my parents weren't like rich and I wasn't going to go to Metallica. You know, like, uh, when you get a job, you yeah. go and go to Metallica. For now, you're going to Amman for the summer. No. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so like the first thing I did with two thousand eight, um, you know, I, I just started working, and uh, in my first job, TVWA. and uh, and yeah, I was uh, I was like, okay, well, the first thing I need to do, I have my my salary right now, I got my money, and I need to book a trip to Germany to watch, you know, Metallica for the first time ever in my life, and uh, it was the biggest like thing I've ever like done up until that point and uh, me and a bunch of my f- guy friends um we traveled to germany and we went to this festival called uh, rock and ring rock and park sorry rock and ring rock and park there if anybody's into rock and roll they would know these two big festivals in germany and uh and it was like a kick-ass lineup there was like rage against the machine there was uh incubus there was uh super tour like there's a bunch of like really cool bands and of course like the last band was metallica so uh I was super excited, you know. And uh, I remember the last day of the festival was the day Metallica was going to play. So for me, I was like, I had it all planned out. You know, I was like, okay, Metallica is going to come on at 10 at night. Like that was the schedule. I have the schedule. I got everything down so I know what's going to happen. And so I wake up at 7 a.m. And I tell the guys I'm going to go line up at the festival gates. Because I got to be front row. And everybody, before like I traveled... Because every Metallica show like would be about seventy to 80,000 people. So like they were like, there's no way you're going to be front row. That does like, no way, no way. Like, that doesn't happen. No one gets front row, you know? So I was like, well, I'm going to get front so row. someone's <laughs> getting front <laughs> <Yeah>. row. <laughs> Someone is. <laughs> there's uh, at least 100 people in yeah. front row. So, um, so yeah, I woke up at 7 in the morning and just armed with an apple. And uh, I just went up to the festival gates and I just sat at the gates before they opened and i just sat there me and my friend Zaid, and we just sat there until like 10 a.m when they opened the gates and it was like every man for himself you know what i mean like i was like right we got to run like they opened the gates we got to run that's what we got to do you know and then they opened the gates little did we know there was another gate so we ran 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 and got to the second gate like okay all right okay well, we're going to have to wait. And the guys were like talking to us in German. Ten o'clock. I was like, all right. Okay. I guess this was another hour or so before they open. Uh, I was like, all right. So we were standing there and it was sunny and it was hot. And then I started seeing it. It got really crowded, like super crowded. We were like, at least at that point, it was like two to three thousand people around us. Like we were like sandwiched between these people. And I was like, you know, and I could see the stage, and me and Zaid were talking. We were like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're like, we're just gonna run. Like, even if we separate, it's fine, but we just need to touch the barricade. That's what we need to do. And again, the German guys, what's Heisen for? and then like that's it. They start opening the gate. And I see people from the other side, like the campers, the people who camp at the festival, start going in. I was like, holy shit, we need to run. And then they open the gates, and I swear, like the gates just like, they don't open slowly, they just like explode with like and there was no like flames it was just people like running through the gates and I saw like everything slowed down around me like and I saw I saw this girl like right in front of me just start falling you know and she's falling slowly and I'm looking at her and she's falling and like you know my mind was telling me do you help her or do you run and my mind was like Fuck (laughs) her. Run. (laughs) Keep running. Step on her. Gentlemen, as usual. (laughs) Sorry, girl. I'll stand at the barricades. And I ran, 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 ran. And I finally caught the barricade. Oh, amazing. I finally caught it. I was like, oh my God, I'm front row. Now, mind you, this was like 11 a.m. You know, this was really early in the morning. And so that's like, 11 more hours Sumitaka so Metallica comes on. Oh my god. So it starts like filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up. And the first band comes on. So this is a festival, so there's like a bunch of bands playing. So it's cool, it's a good lineup, you know, uh Offspring, you know. You oh like, yeah. my so god. They were yeah, there, yeah. so they were performing and uh-huh. uh, it's amazing. a bunch of really cool bands were playing as well. So um so yeah, I was I was standing there and like at some point there was this girl, there was this it, it got so crowded. There Was this girl next to me just saying stuff in German? And I'm like, What are you saying? What do you want? She was saying, She kept saying, Vasa, Vasa. And I was like, What does that mean? Like, what do you want? And it turns out that there was this guy walking around with a big bucket of water and with a glass. And he just keeps like scooping out the water from the bucket in his glass. And he keeps giving people the front row so they can stay hydrated, right? In the front row. And Vasa meant water. So she kept telling me to give her some water, and the guy offered me water. I was like, "I am not touching this. <laughs> you know, it's a bucket of water. I think at least hundred people drank from that glass, so I'm not touching it." So I hand her the water, and then there was this another guy, this ice cream guy, starts walking in between the crowd, and he's telli- selling, like ice cream and everything. I was like, "Okay, this is my chance to like get some sugar into my system and, and get some energy back, because this was like what 3 p.m. now. Like, you know, I'm like dying. I'm bruised up from all the people moshing, and I'm like, you know, I'm dying here." You know, I was like, "Oh, ice cream for me!" And like, I'm like still squished between the people, at the front, and I'm like, "Ice cream for me!" But the way I said "for me" seemed like I was telling for her. And then he's like, "Yeah, okay, sure." So he gave her the ice cream. I no, I gave him the money. He gave her the ice cream, and she looks at me, she thanks me. I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, oh. now I have nothing to eat, and I can't tell her now to give me. You know, but you can tell her.
1: Vasa, <laughs> v- Vasa for me. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me some ice cream? Uh, and yeah, so
2: we just that, that carried on and carried on and carried on. At some point, I was yawning because I was so tired. And one of the guys in the bands, one of the bands who were playing, looked at me and he was he like he like he looked at me like in the eye. and He was like he started like doing the whole yawn thing like. You're oh, like, like you're oh, so you're, bored. Are we that oh, bored? Oh, oh damn. damn! I was like, wow, what from? 80,000 people, really? You picked me out from, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. But, like, when the moment came, it was, like, 10 o'clock at night. You know, the lights go off. You got to understand, this was me. This was the, like, this wasn't the 21-year-old me. This was 20 or 22 at the time or 23. Uh, this was the 13-year-old me, right? The child within comes out and, you know, the lights go off. And I hear the ecstasy of gold, which is the 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 intro to every Metallica concert and like my goosebumps in my hair like i was like oh my god it's about to go down yeah. like metallica <laughs> is about to walk i'm about to see headfield in the flesh and <laughs> and like i see him like from the side of the stage like just warming up you know like st- like just jumping and stuff and i chose not to look at him because i was like i don't want this to be the first time i look at headfield while he's warming up i want to see him <laughs> actually walk on stage you know yeah. so i just look away you know oh. and and then the ecstasy of gold stops And then they walk on stage to the song Creeping Death, which is like, it sounds very morbid. It's not a very morbid song. (laughs) But then they walk on and like, Hetfield stands there at the middle of the stage, looking beyond, looking at the 80,000 people. And I'm like floored by like his presence. And like, I was like, holy shit, this is him. He's now standing right there before me, you know. And I'm like, I'm not worthy. You know (laughs) what I mean? It was fantastic. It was two hours of. Were metallica mayhem and yeah that was my first time watching metallica live so you know that's uh that's my it's love insane. relationship with the band so you got to understand all of this this is this is my connection to this band you know what i mean so absolutely so to understand you know where i'm going with this <laughs> so yeah
0: but what, what happened to your friend did you guys stay together or did you get lost
2: i didn't care to be honest at that point <laughs> <laughs> i was like <laughs> <laughs> just went to the back and I'm pretty sure she got like pulled in by some mosh pit at some point you know so oh uh, I
0: met your other friend too
2: oh oh yeah well so we were messaging each other because he was he was also at the uh, on the barricade but we had like around 20 people between us so you know he was on his own he's not even that big of a Metallica fan he was just being a solid brother you mm, know what I mean like yeah, yeah. he was just like you know what man if you're gonna go front row I'm gonna go front row and we're gonna stick it out and am gonna stick it out till the end of the day oh man and yeah that guy, guy. was guy yeah he was my yeah, brother really in solid. you know props oh, who, what was his name Zedraouf man oh, shout man. out yeah. Zedraouf <laughs> good stuff yeah so he was yeah he, so he was stood there and uh, and then the moment we finished the show like I, like, I reunited with him like that's 12 hours later and like we just hugged <laughs> oh, <know>. damn. <laughs> and they're like fuck we finally did it you yeah I mean? let's <laughs> like, get some <somebody's> ice cream <laughs> donor kebab actually <laughs> that was our first meal post metallica oh, wow. <laughs> so some meat in my system yeah
0: so you had to travel all the way to germany to see them
2: yeah it was uh that was my first time i had uh you know there was a there was a training at work at that time because i had i was about to quit my job yeah so i just and then it was at a point where they're like no don't leave the job you gotta stay blah blah, blah and you know we'll give you another role and stuff like I find cool and then uh, there was this huge training that was about to happen but but i was like i don't care about the training i'm gonna go watch metallica like that's that's what i'm gonna do i'm like that's my dream i'm gonna go do it yeah but the training is on the 8th you gotta come it's on the 8th of june i'm like no well the 8th of june is metallica day so yeah too bad for you guys <laughs> you <know? laughs> i'm not gonna be here so yeah, so I ditched my job at that time, and yeah, which, I went to watch Metallica. And the second time I went, the, because they came twice to Abu so the second time they came was uh, I went with my wife, or it, she was my fiance at the time, and that was like the big test for me, you know, like all right, we're gonna go to Metallica yeah. show right now, so <laughs> let's see how you do. <laughs> see, yeah, I'm grading you. It's just, I'm totally judging you, but yeah, she did really well, you know, she. Uh, She doesn't like any Metallica songs, but... but She was doing the drumsticks, though. She did the drumsticks for a (laughs) while, you know. And she allowed me to have a uh, a Metallica song at the wedding. Um, Oh, okay. Our cake song was a Metallica song. That's very nice of her. It wasn't nothing else matters. It was Enter Sandman. It was a heavy metal Metallica song, you know. So, everybody at the wedding, the hajjis and the stuff, they go, (laughs) 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 Oh,
3: that's funny.
2: So, yeah. I would
1: love to see that scene in a wedding. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, I think a lot of people left
2: at that point. They're like, Nope, this, we're out. (laughs) You know? yeah wow. i think there's a thing about uh weddings though um it's always always the songs that you never want at a wedding played in your wedding like i remember like the first song i i i specifically said like you know that song uh oh, yeah. 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 yeah 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 i fucking hate that song sorry guys i'm cursing so i really hate that song uh, and I specifically told the DJ, don't play that song. <laughs> First song he plays is that. Uh, Dude, DJs <laughs> oh don't God care.
0: That. DJs in the Arab world, yeah. they
2: have their set.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: DJ. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just agree to everything and they do I think they have the one set and they just
2: yeah, and then like DJ DJ Samir, DJ Samir, like yeah. in the middle of you know. <laughs> that. What,
0: what are you so doing? True. That's so <laughs> true. Stop plugging yourself.
2: Eh, we're going to You know,
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> putting the one like uh, sound filter he has on his system. The um, echo. Me and my wife, we did the, the the mistake of being
2: the first ones of our friends to get married. Mm-hmm. So, we didn't learn from anybody's mistakes. Uh, Do you know what I mean? So, like, our wedding had a lot of, like, you know, like amateur mistakes. So, like, a lot of people. Um, you where know, did you get married? In, in the Dead Sea in Jordan. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it was really cool. But then a lot of people were like, oh, the Dead Sea, huh? like, an end of your bachelor life, <laughs> like the death of your bachelor. Oh. So, uh-huh! Oh, yeah, it's oh like dead, I just got you know? it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> yeah, you can so always
0: count on the Jordanians for grade day jokes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so it's so, so yeah, like we had um, because uh, everybody like has these really cool videos when they get married, you know those like five minute video clips, yeah, like the tear jerkers. You know what I mean? Like you watch them, be like, oh my god,
1: it's such a special day.
2: Uh, but ours was really bad. Like it was like. <laughs> Geographer babble, babble, babble. You know, you know like you just keep like, like appearing. In Jordan. I yeah, can only so imagine. Bad. And they shot everything. Like <laughs> it was a six hour video. I was like, dude, we just wanted five minutes like those cool videos everybody does. But yeah, we really failed at that front, you know. So oh, I guess the man. only memory we have of it is in our minds. Yeah, and that six hour like and it was just a close-up of my face and her face for six hours nobody else <laughs> it was so much like yeah anyway
0: i can definitely relate to that because zade and i were also we got married like as the first people of my friends and stuff and we really we kind we kind of opted to go basic minimal we don't want to waste any money on the wedding that's smart um yeah, we didn't even want a videographer. But then the guy was like, <laughs> You know, like that scenario. Mm. So we ended up getting one. And it's just, it's the worst. It's the worst. I can't even watch it. It's just, it's like somebody was holding a hand cam, exactly zooming in on our face, like the whole time, like sweating, and cutting the cake. and.
2: It was just just li- literally it was me and my wife, and then two of our friends. That's it. It was an entire wedding. <laughs> it's like, dude. Yeah. Anyway, but we had a really good photographer So there's that <laughs> okay. we, uh, we won there so, <laughs> so yeah Well we had Metallica cutouts On our wedding as well So there's that Cutouts? Yeah cutouts? Like Cutout boards it Like was, life-size yeah.
0: cutouts?
2: Yeah life-size cutouts
0: why yeah to take I don't pictures know. Next oh my to gosh wife? your wife is so understanding she was very
2: understanding well but you know like i didn't do anything for the wedding though it was all my wife and my mom you know what i mean oh uh, well, so mommy, they were
1: doing it like for you yeah they're like oh
2: you can have the cutout boards I'm
1: like, yeah thank you <laughs> you uh-huh. know and yeah.
2: the song you know cool i'm paying for all of it so thanks <laughs> you know <Like>, oh. <laughs> you took pictures
0: with the cutouts like
2: yeah you could take pictures with the cutouts yeah it was yeah.
0: they're just like around like the ballroom yeah
2: <laughs> Well, it was outdoors. They're just like in the garden. So it (laughs) it it was next to the buffet, next to the pool, (laughs) out of sight. (laughs) Really out of sight so it's like, okay, for the guests not to
0: speak We had <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my
0: gosh! All the aunties must have been so
2: confused.
1: <laughs> there's like one <laughs> really. There's like one really old lady like trying to talk to them in Tamnui and and Oh my gosh! That's insane. <laughs> <You laughs> I'm that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like
2: somebody
0: must have had to like. He loves this music. <laughs> like, I just, how, to, how do you even explain that? It's only to me. It's like Tablish. There you go.
2: Plugged
1: in right at the right time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> just so
3: impossible to explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Why would you do that?
2: <laughs> Just to show like my 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 love for rock and roll and uh my betrayal of my friends um <laughs> i uh, i was invi- my this this girl i really love like she's one of my wife's best friends and she like she had a wedding on the same day of a guns and roses concert And um and and I was like, yo, like this is the Guns N' Roses reunion, you know what I mean? That's a slash axle and duff playing together. Like there's no way I can miss this. But then again, your wedding is on the same day and she's like, Yeah, well you're coming to my wedding, so like
3: you're not gonna ditch my wedding. I was like, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so
2: I tell my wife and my wife's, you know, bless her, she's very understanding. And she says, like, you know, just come a bit and then go to the Guns N' Roses show. Yeah. and and I did that so I went and we and, uh, went to the wedding and we just and I, w- I went really early like really, literally before any guests arrived I was there like her parents were like she wasn't even there and I was there and you know, I was like I'm ready in front of the this. video guy like hello yeah. I'm committed and I'm here and I'm like, like she's not gonna know if I leave right nobody notices this stuff yeah, in a wedding right no know. one notices it. like the rule of thumb is that no one notices the stuff at a wedding you know yeah. so i was like okay cool so i went and i saw her and she saw me and I, we hung out the suite and like they were having their like their, their pre-party wedding stuff and i was like oh yay pictures instagramming like this is great the party like the, it's all going according to plan show starts at 8 30 like i need to get out of here at eight you know and oh, that's pretty early it's very that's early you know early. But, it's, and, but i'm like axel rose is always late so if i'm there by nine that's fine and like my like my getaway car was ready and like you know like everything was ready, you know, and like I had clothes in the car and everything. And uh, and I'm like, okay, Dana, I'm I'm off, I'm leaving, you know, and, and she's like, Okay, cool, good luck, you know. But but you know, like if they ask, like what do I tell them? I'm like, I don't know, like make something up. And uh, and I leave. And I'm like and I'm like like no one's gonna ask, Dana. Like this is like a wedding. Like look, look, look at this like 300 people here no one's gonna ask everyone's gonna stop where is Basil (laughs) you (laughs) know what a very very similar thing happened (laughs) so (laughs) so uh, two hours into the wedding uh, Yasmin bless her heart very understanding love her Uh, she goes up on stage and she says uh, and they put like Sweet Child of Mine the Guns N' Roses song and she's like Basil I know you did the Guns N' Roses show this one's for you bro woo (laughs) and Dana's standing there she's (laughs) like I would like to die right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> Lord, I am ready. <laughs> 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 so, so they found out that I was not there. And uh, I was at a very, very long uh, bathroom break. You know, all yeah. long used you been in the bathroom for, mostly eating something really bad. But then they eventually found out I was at the Guns N' Roses
0: concert. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh,
2: people like have a way of coming back from it. We were just in Canada together. So she's cool. We're cool. Right. Okay. We're cool. Right. Yes, I mean, we're cool. I'm going to recommend this podcast for definitely not. She's going to like relive some old hate. Like a lot oh, of friends no. I should not be telling this podcast to. Anyway, yeah. Oh, man. Not very good for our reach I so. thought. <laughs> Do not listen to this podcast. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. It's fine. It's fine.
0: Oh, man. Bessa, you're really burning a lot of bridges with this podcast, <laughs> yeah, I right? yeah, I am. I am.
3: I <laughs> am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So Okay, yeah.
0: So um so you went to Germany for mm-hmm. your first ever Metallica concert. That's and, right. but you mentioned that they had also come to Abu Dhabi.
2: That's right, two times.
0: So meaning it was after Germany? After yes. Germany. Mm-hmm. At some point you heard Metallica's coming to Abu Dhabi ah, and I yes. want to know about that day
2: <laughs> that's right mm-hmm. the day
0: you heard Metallica's coming to Abu Dhabi
2: so 2011 was Metallica's first ever Middle Eastern endeavor to um, to the to the Middle East yeah that makes Isn't first that? time Metallica comes to the Middle East yeah so I thought to myself like a uh, uh, one uh, night in uh, I was sitting with my uh, with a friend of mine uh, called uh, her name is Sarah Buzahra great girl uh Sara, listened to this podcast I hope I uh, hope you don't say anything now that yeah. ruins your friendship forever <laughs> she's great she works in Facebook so you know she could probably push this but anyway um yeah so I'm, i I was with my friend Sada we were sitting and and we were talking about the show you know and um First, well, just rewind before that. I was really excited when I heard that Metallica was coming. I was like, oh, my God, Metallica is coming. And a new friend, a friend of mine who works in Flash Entertainment, who actually organizes. He's not really a friend of mine. He was just a person that I know through acquaintances and whatever. Like, he told me, like, yo, I know how much you love Metallica, so we're booking them for October. And I was like, what the, whoa, like, that's amazing. I'm so excited. This is the first time they come to the Middle East. This would have been the third time I watched them. I watched them in Barcelona before. But still, every time is a new time and it's exciting and it's a new album tour. So, like, it's always exciting. And now it's extra special because it's in the Middle East. So, I was super excited. And yeah, and that's when I started thinking. I'm like, okay, this needs to be extra special. So I started organizing my friends. And I'm like, we gotta take a bus to Abu Dhabi. We're gonna take like the Golden Circle tickets. We're gonna sleep the night in Abu Dhabi. We're gonna make a whole thing out of it. You know, it's gonna be amazing. Uh, and yeah, everybody was on board. Yeah, sure, Metallica. Everybody's heard of them. Not necessarily really big fans, but still, like they're they're they will go for the, the ride. Yeah, they will go for the ride. Why not? And uh, and then, anyway, one night we decided that uh, well, my, my Sarah, going back to Sarah, she. We were out at a um, at this restaurant once, me, her, and a friend, and we were talking about, you know, what would be really cool. Like, if if anybody is to meet Metallica, it should be me. Like, nobody in the in this region is worthy, you know, except for me. Like, I should be the one to meet them, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm the best. Like, I, it's me. Like, honestly, like I, I've never met anyone like me with with. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, they're like as their, big of their a fan towards yeah. Metallica and rock and roll. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, you know, maybe you should do like a Twitter campaign about meeting Metallica. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I take out my phone and I'm like, I should meet Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Basil meets Metallica. Well, actually, that was me. It was, it was her. It was her. She was like, at Basel and should probably meet Metallica. He's the biggest Metallica fan. <laughs> Hashtag Basil meets Metallica. And she tweets that away. I was like, haha, that's fun. And so, you know, that's when, you know, the, the next morning we wake up, you know, I go to work, she, you know, all, all of us are at work. And, and we sort of like, uh, we see that some people retweeted her, mm. you know, I'm like, oh, cool, that's that's nice. And then uh, I was like, well, maybe we should make a thing out of this. You know, maybe I should make it like a campaign, you know, like I should probably get people on board and, and let them uh, know. How that many, w- How many retweets? Well, like the first one just that. got a couple. That's it. Like, just a couple oh, of weeks. Okay. So like it was that. nothing, yeah. Okay, okay. So, I have, a, like, now remember, this was at a time where Twitter was really blowing up. This was 2011. Um, this was the time around the Arab Spring and whatever. So, like, people were very into Twitter at the time, and they were getting their news off Twitter, and they like they were just supporting these, like, charities and these, like, personalities. So, Twitter was a thing back then, and, and it's still a thing is today, but back then it was, like, you know, it was the prime of Twitter. Yeah, those were good times to be on Twitter, you know? I met a lot of people through Twitter and everything. So anyway, I, um, you know, I, my friend Joe Akkawi, he, uh, he's a really, way more popular than I am, and, uh, and he sort of had, had a blog at the time, and he's like, yeah, you know what? You should probably meet Metallica, and, uh, and he, he tweets that as well. Like, my, my friend Basil is, is the biggest Metallica fan I ever met, so I've known him for God knows how many years. Hashtag Basil meets Metallica. And somebody else like <laughs> and, like it gets like 10 retweets. And then out of those retweets, somebody retweets Joe and then those get 10 retweets. And then Joe is like, whoa, this like picks, this is picking up. I'm gonna tell my blogger friends to retweet. And then their, these blogger friends write blogs about it, and then they retweet. And then it just sort of starts picking up and picking up and picking up. And oh, then wow. I remember at the time OMD, the agency had a uh, conference that day. So they were the number one trending topic in the UAE at the time. You know how, like, on the side there was, like, trending topics? Yeah. Yeah. And they were, like, the number one was OMD. uh, I think it was called OMD Conference or something like that. And suddenly, like, a few hours into the day, I start seeing... Hashtag Bastille Meets Metallica appearing on the trending topics.
1: Oh, oh my god. I was like, what is going on here? And
2: I was like, I called my friends and they were BBM at the time. I was like BBMing everybody. And I'm like, Oh, BBM. Yeah. Oh my God. It's <laughs> like, guys, this is like I'm a, I'm trending on like on in, like on Twitter. That's crazy. What's going on here? And so my friends get excited. They're like, oh my God, like one of our friends is going viral. This is crazy. You know, like at the time where nobody goes viral, yeah. like or like very few people go viral. And uh, they start Instagramming and then they, their friends start Instagramming and like, it just sort of picks up and picks up. And by like 5 p.m., it's like I become the number one trending topic in the UAE, oh you know, at that time. And I was like, whoa, what's like this is insane. <laughs> and then we, my friend Rami Zahran and I have done a, um, a, a, uh, a video like a year before just like messing around on YouTube saying Basil must meet Metallica. It's like a funny video, like a, very, like a very funny, like comedic sort of, like me and him are really into comedy and stuff. Like we sort of like a, really did a, a comedy video and we put it out there. And that video started picking up in views. Like somebody picked it up on, uh, on Twitter, tweeted it out. And like it went from like 300 views to 3,000 views. Just in the context of, of things, all of these things, you know, picking up on one day, like on Twitter and on YouTube, and then a friend of mine, she sort of goes to Facebook and creates a page called Basil Must Meet Metallica, you know, and she creates that Facebook page. So, like, we started off with one stupid tweet on a restaurant the night before, <laughs> and the next day it snowballed into a Facebook page with, like, 900 uh, likes. Wow. Uh, it had <laughs> t- trended as a number one trending topic in uh, the UAE. And my video, uh, me and Rami's video, picked up to 3,000 views in one day so this was crazy like and we did like all right guys we got to meet at Rami's house tonight to do a, an action plan yeah, like it's reconvene. <laughs> yeah. like we didn't know this was gonna happen you know and because was a month like three weeks left of the show like we got to keep this thing going you know like otherwise everybody's gonna forget yeah.
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: and yeah just sort of like we we got together that night and we decided we were gonna do like a couple of more videos for youtube and get people to sort of like tweet it and and view it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, keep it and, going. And we did that. We just got that night. We started, we recorded like we we ideated. We had some ideas and stuff. And we kept like tweeting and stuff like that. And I just started getting calls from people I haven't seen. Or or like I haven't heard from since I graduated or what? Like, yo, man, we saw your campaign. Oh my god, it's really cool. I might know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who could get you like a, a meeting with Do or a meeting with Flash or a meeting with because Do were sponsoring the show. Uh-huh. So uh, I was like, okay, cool, amazing, amazing. Oh my god, that's really good. And you know, things started like just picking up, picking up, and picking up and yeah but it was like a whirlwind like it was a whirlwind you know like i remember at some point just t- during that week we started getting like I, you know people started still kept tweeting like I, I needed to get people like engaged in it so i started seeing people who started putting memes up on the facebook page you know like funny videos or or like funny cartoons or just getting memes and putting it out there like mm-hmm. i like basil should meet Patelka, so, so it became like a very funny thing and like brands started to get an, on board like uh, what? you know was like brand? yeah there's yeah like this random brand saying like yeah we support Basil meeting Metallica or what I can do with no. anything onto your fame. yeah it was really <laughs> weird like it was such a weird thing for me like what's happening here and like oh so I started getting like calls from newspapers like, hey, this is like a really cool thing. Would you like to do an interview about Bassemese Metallica? I'm like, oh, sure. Yeah, why not? You know, whatever gets the cause out there, you know. Mm. And it's already, you know. <laughs> the cause. It's <laughs> thinking like people are like really, it's really building up. And people are like calling. Like, and you know you've made it when you're like in a gas station. Like I, was, I remember I was in an Enoch gas station. And shout out Enoch, you know. <laughs> and uh, And then like somebody w- walks up to me. They're like, Yo. You're the guy from the Bassel meets Metallica thing. That's awesome, man! Like I really wow. hope you meet Metallica. I was like, yeah, I oh, hope I man. meet Metallica too, man.
0: That's amazing. Yo, That'd it
2: feels cool. like a whole country is behind your back. Uh, That's yeah. exactly how it felt. It was, it was amazing. It was such a great feeling. And I remember, like, I don't go clubbing. I hate clubbing. I hate clubbing to the like, to the like. I hate clubbing kind of stress about how much I hate clubbing. But one night, I just, like, my friends were going for a birthday or something so I was going, and uh, we get to the was a club at the time called Republique or Republic or whatever it was called, and I get to the door, and I hate, like, the whole bouncer encounter. So I was like, uh, so I get to the gate, to the door, and the bouncer was like, you know, starting to give me that attitude, like, uh, yo, yeah, well, you're all guys here, and uh, and then the moment he says that, like, this re- this guy comes out and he's like, oh my god, you're the guy who wants to meet Metallica. I was like, yeah, and then like everybody's like, what the fuck? What what's going on here? And like, and they let me in. I was like, what? I've I've never felt like, yeah. like I, I could get used to this. This is really <laughs> cool, you know. But yeah, so it's just things really started picking up, and um, you know, at that point. Even people at the company that I was working at at the time, they were like, they started like, they don't know anything about like what I was doing, but they started seeing this thing picking up. Uh, There was this TV channel that called me for an interview and I started doing an interview on TV. And I was like, what is, like, what's happening here? You know, all within three weeks. All within, like, this was like two weeks in. And then one day, so, oh, very important thing. At some point, it became so intense on Twitter that Flash, the organizing company, had to put out a statement That, you know, they were like, you know, we really appreciate Basil's, you know, um, love and efforts and stuff like that. But unfortunately, we cannot, you know, we don't control meet and greets. That's up to the band, you know. And everybody went like nuts. Ballistic. That is bullshit. (laughs) You know, like it just went. So they tried to control it from a PR perspective, but it blew up. You know, it just became like everybody was... Yeah, everybody went crazy and like, no, Basil needs to meet talk and there's one tweet that I, because their their hash their uh, handle was Think Flash. That's her handle on Twitter, Think Flash at Think Flash. and this girl like tweeted them, like this random girl tweets them, and she's like. Uh, who became my friend later because i became friends with all of these people and um, amazing uh, she was like if you give basal tickets to meet metallica i will name my first child think and my second child flash <laughs> 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 so like it was like, really funny stuff coming out of the community in twitter you know wild peter the guys at Wild peter they had like they held this event of a meeting greet of everybody meeting each other who are doing the Basil meets metallica thing so we all got to meet each other so it was really cool stuff So anyway, one day I got this email in my inbox, you know, surprise, you know, uh, from like Flash Entertainment that like you are about to, you know... Um, this is this is this is big news. I'm like, oh my god, this is it. This is like 12 a.m. and I'm like, oh my god, this is, oh my god, this is, you know, like, <laughs> and I started preparing my speech and everything, and and I opened it, it was like two free tickets to Britney Spears. I was like, are you what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> I guess I entered some kind of competition like a few weeks ago or something <laughs> like that, and like, oh my god, I got tickets to meet Britney Spears <laughs> or to to like go to Britney Spears concert.
1: You know, Metallica, Britney <laughs> Spears. Spears. In their
2: defense, I think it was a very like it was an automated email. Like it wasn't like, oh, directed it wasn't at me. it
0: wasn't like let's try to win him over oh. with some Britney <laughs> <spiritual laughs> so okay. Spears. like,
1: why, you know? And <laughs> oh man, you just like confused and shocked <laughs> the crap out of me. <laughs> I, dude, I was
2: devastated. I was like, this
1: is not happening to me right now.
2: But yeah, so we kept going and this kept going, this kept going, this kept going, and, this kept going and uh, it kept intensified and getting intensified, and and people started recording. Like I got a video from Lebanon um, of these like metalheads in Lebanon who just like had these like um, you know like boards that said hashtag Basil meets Metallica on them, and like they did like this video and like they put it up, and and I was like.
1: Damn, wow. This from is Lebanon. YouTube from
2: Lebanon. These That's people so like nice. sporting stuff. It was really cool. Um, and a f- some friend of mine in the US, like he just told his friends, so they put it up on their cars. Hashtag Metallica. Like mm-hmm. it was just really cool. Like, and I was so overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like, Like, I'm like, what? Like this, I'm not doing it. Like why me? You know what I mean? Like it's just, it was so odd because I started getting messages on Facebook. Like this is so inspiring that you're following your dreams and whatever. And I'm like, I didn't do sh- like nothing. Hey. Like, <laughs> like don't look at me for inspiration. Like I didn't do anything, you know? And it was such a weird place to be in. You know what I mean? Like it was a place where you're getting all this attention. It's we- like, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like I didn't really do anything. You know, all I did was I'm just a fan of this band and I really want to meet them. But I think what I really loved about it was the community aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like it's just people coming together selflessly for yeah. just one guy to meet his favorite band. Like that story is a really heartwarming story. You know what I mean? Yeah, like people can relate totally. and they
0: reach out. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's like it's there's nothing there that's, you know, it's just it's not a it's not a deep story or anything like that. It's just like a fun thing. Yeah, it's just a fun thing and it's a selfless thing that everybody is doing. So Anyway, uh, just a few days before, like I started preparing that you know it's probably not gonna happen. You know it's like just like two days left for the show, and um, like it's probably not gonna happen. And uh, so I got a I got a you know one company emailed no tweeted me, and they're like if you get five hundred retweets on this on this uh, account, then we will get you we will try to get you passes to meet Metallica. And people, again, went like nuts on them. Like, that's so bullshit. Like, you're trying to profit on this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, we're all supporting him. You should just give him the pass if you have it. You know, you know no one else is more deserving. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, well, whatever. Let's do it. Like, let's get them 500 retweets. Like, I just <laughs> want to meet the band. I don't oh, care. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I get a call from somebody uh, who works at Do. And they're like, don't listen to that company don't do anything just don't do anything trust us just don't do anything we're working on something just don't act like within the hour you will hear something that you love just trust me he was he's a friend of mine um he worked for the agency that works for do so not even like 30 minutes later i get a tweet in my inbox Uh, not in my inbox sorry but like public tweet and it was from do the official account do tweets and it said basil we loved your campaign uh, we loved your passion towards rock and roll and and the band, and we are granting you two uh, two the one pass to meet Metallica, you know. And I was like, Woo! and I was like, whoa, was like <laughs> this is crazy. So this is the first time I see it. Was when everybody else saw it, like I didn't know it was coming, and it just like Twitter sort of like went crazy. It lit up, and it was just I started jumping in the house like. My parents were like, what? What's going on? What's going on? I was like, I'm gonna meet Metallica! Oh my god! And I'm like, oh my god, like I went and I hugged my parents and I hugged my sister and like anybody was in front of me. So it was a crazy like moment for me. Like I remember like jumping around and stuff. Funnily enough, I had entered this raffle to meet Metallica like just a few months before. And that same day, I get an email from Metallica.com saying that. Hey, Basil. Good uh, good news. You got a pass to meet Metallica backstage. Are you oh serious? my god. I went from like no pass to two passes in one day, 2 days before the show. I was yeah, like Yeah, that's the power what?
0: of positive energy. It's crazy, right? You brought like, that to yourself. When it rains it pours. The universe. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: amazing.
2: It was it was insane. It was I was like, okay, cool. So, I, I guess I could get two people, but then apparently one pass ca- Oh no. Uh somebody called me and they're like, "Yo, don't do that. Like the story is dude's story, so like just run with dude's story. I'm like, yeah, mm. f- of course, dude. Like all, yeah. all out, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, they came for the rescue at the end, and um, and it was really nice of them. They invited me to their office, and they had this cake, Basil meets Metallica, and like they started like clapping when I walked in. I'm telling you guys, this was like the the in most what? insane month of my life. <laughs> you know, and
0: clapping like great job. I was like, what did I do?
2: <laughs> I didn't do anything. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Oh That's, man, there was a little bit of guilt for me because, like, I was like community did all the work like I didn't do much you know like <laughs> it's mm, an odd thing it was so odd like what am I being celebrated for <laughs> you know um but yeah so I got the the passes at that time and it was like I mean I was it was amazing um October 25th came in and you know uh, I was really worried because I read Metallica I, I'm obsessed with the band but so I read that Metallica were flying directly from New York to uh, Abu Dhabi, um, they're not resting, like, they're li- literally landing and then going to the venue to to play. So yeah. I was, like, really worried, like, what if they cancel? What if, like, they, you know, they get tired? And so I was like, what if I don't meet them? Like, this all crumbles. And what's the meet? Is it before the show, after the so show? So it's like, a meet and greet before the show. Okay. Um, and uh, so... So so yeah. So they, they take me back. So there was a whole process to it. Like you know, it was like a military process. You know, like you got to be there at four. Uh, we got to go. We got to do some background checks. Da da da. All that kind of stuff. And like we got to make make sure that it's legit. It's you and all that kind of stuff. And obviously the do guys were there, so they took care of me. But I went backstage and I saw Metallica's crew and everything and. Uh, and it was super exciting for me like right that guy who yeah. was like, you know this is me like I'm walking around I'm seeing Metallica cases all around you know where they put their gear their uh, you know I was like it's all like That's spray cool. Metallica yeah it's super cool for me to see this stuff you know and I see them like doing the guitar sound check and not the band but like the crew and everything um, and I see James Hetfield's guitars. I see James Hetfield's mics, and I'm like, damn, this is like the back. You know, this is the, this is a different world to see it from the backstage, right? This is a whole operation at the back. And I see one of the crew members. I'm like, yo, they're flying directly from New York. Like, are they gonna be like in shape? Like, can can they play? It's like brother like these guys don't fly like us you know what i mean like they have like private jets don't worry about them they're they're gonna get plenty of sleep you know they're (laughs) they're gonna be fine (laughs) don't worry about it. they've been doing this for 30 years they're they're gonna be okay it's like all right good um but yeah so i i go backstage and and the opening band was there nerve cell and uh and nerve cell like they're, they're like old friend of mine's from aud and um and good for them. They're like they they made themselves in, in the rock community, and uh, mm-hmm. and they see me backstage, and, and instead of me going to take pictures with them, they came to take pictures with me, so they can put them put it up yeah. on their Facebook. They're like, oh, we met the guy who wants to meet Metallica backstage. <laughs> Nerf Soul meets Basil meets Metallica. <laughs> it's like Nerf Soul, you earned it, you know, because you've been doing this for ten years. Uh-huh. I've just been doing this for a week, and like I'm here, and oh, I'm not worthy. Um, I'm really yeah, not, uh, but. But yeah, so I go like, and I and, and we had this, it was a lot long process. I had to wait for a while, and so like at some point they take us to the back. There's a couple of other people as well who won the raffle, so they get to watch. Uh, so they get to meet the band as well. Uh, but they come from other countries, so you know not. So the UAE had like a couple of winners, and and everybody else from around the region to fly in. So I see the Escalades pull up, like four Escalades. And uh, every band member was in an Escalade. So I guess they don't get in two cars together. Hmm. Yo, Maybe. when you're a multi-millions um, selling hey. band, I guess that's how you roll. Yeah. You know? Cool. So, uh, so I don't see them. I just see the Escalades pulling up and they tell us like, oh, the Escalades are here. Oh, the, metal- the band's here. The band's here. So they take us away and uh, we go to like some other room.
1: How many people are you?
2: I think we were like about 10
1: people maybe okay. at that point. Oh, and wow. did you have like in your mind what you were going to say? Or oh, you... yeah, dude.
2: I like the, the, the day before I was like practicing like, like, okay, Jane, like it's James Hetfield for me is the, the guy, you know, like mm-hmm. everybody else is like, it's cool, but James is the guy, you know? <laughs> So like, oh, uh, James, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, I have been a fan. Uh, no, 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 scratch that. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you gotta say something that he remembers, you know. Uh, James, uh, you know, when you quit drinking ten years ago and you did rehab, like I, I thought, like that's a very like, you know, that's a very deep thing. So like, he can remember the guy from Dubai who told him that, you know. So like, yeah, the good angle, the good angle. Work with the work with the sober angle is a good one, you know, because because he don't drink too, and that's you know that's that's good. Anyway, so that's the back of my mind. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, the, so one by one, the band comes out one by one. So, like, we all line up. And then, you know, the first guy comes out, Rob Trujillo. He's, like, the the newest member because, like, he's the bassist. Anybody who knows Metallica knows that uh, Rob Trujillo is the latest member of the band. So, anyway, he comes out. So, I was like, yeah, cool, Rob Trujillo. Yeah, he has... Only been in the band for five years, so it's not that crazy. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> I, don't, I don't care about you. No. Yeah. You want a selfie? Let's take a selfie. Okay, uh, yeah. I'm the guy who <laughs> yeah, met <at>
1: the talk. <laughs>
2: You should be honored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're getting cocky.
2: <laughs> at that point, yeah, yeah, it got to my head. Um, so um, but I was live tweeting at the entire like at the at that point. Uh, then Kirk Hammett walks out. Kirk Hammett's the guitar player. Uh, so you know, walks out. I'm like, Kirk Hammett, oh my god, like he looked like he was dead red eyes like he was like obviously didn't sleep he just jet lagged um so i was like oh my god big fan blah blah, blah. like yeah okay cool man oh my god enjoy the show man you know like he's very like that mm. kind of yeah. you know not very he's very like hipster kind of so he walks away and then Lars uh, Lars ulrich walks out he's the uh, the, the drummer uh, he's a co-founder of Metallica, so he was very interested. Like he was, he that's something I like about him. He like gives you attention. Like he that's looks nice. into your eyes and like listens to your story. So I told him like about my story, like about Sami But like I had only thirty seconds to wrap it up. Like all right, um, you know, Facebook. I was like, oh my god, that's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting I, He probably didn't hear anything. Yeah. You know, I was like, mm, okay, very interesting. Okay, cool. Well, you know, nice to meet you, brother. And then he walks away. I was like, oh my god, that was me. Oh, just Lars Ulrich. And then I see Hetfield <laughs> walk out, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm oh going become like this like 13-year-old fangirl. You know, like, oh my god. <laughs> Spice goes, uh, I mean Metallica. he's saying hi to people and then he comes up to me. And I swear to God, like I do, like I think I started mumbling. Like I don't even remember what I said. I, I was I just said like <laughs> 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 What are you saying? What are you saying, brother? You no, know, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan, and uh, you know, uh, and welcome to UAE. <laughs> some stupid yeah. shit like that, you know. It's like really, oh, uh, no. really oh unimpactful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, rehab, <laughs> rehab. Yeah, rehab <laughs> Sober. Uh, I don't drink. Um, <laughs> it's Islam. Okay? Like, like, some really random like jumble words. <laughs> like, it was like it was a me- as a mess. So it was like, he, but he like asked me like, who else came out to Abu Dhabi, you know, to play? I was like, oh, um, Iron Maiden, uh, you know, you know, I, I, Machine Head, blah blah. So I was named a few bands. I was like, sure, cool, cool. Did Judas Priest come out here? I'm like, y- y- sh- if you want them to, yeah, sure. You know, they came out here. It's like, mm, okay. Well, I'll be, I'll be looking out for you there, uh, brother. And they started walking, and that was, that was it. That was oh, my wow. like, that was my mm-hmm. mi- three minutes of fame, you know, or, or one minute with, with, with James Hetfield and yeah i was just, i was floored like i didn't know uh, i don't know what i said i don't know like what how it went and like i don't know how i felt you know it was like you just met your hero you know like you're a hero from since you were a kid so I just went out and i was like that's it I, I, just, I met metallica and i tweeted it out and i took the pictures and i and i put it out there and the picture with me and hetfield just sort of like got so much engagement and like everybody was like oh my god we're so happy for you finally you've got this thing done and so I went out there and I watched the show and it was amazing and all that stuff and it was it was cool because I remember like going back to the room because we had like stayed the night and everything mm. and I remember staying there and like I was going through the Facebook page uh, reflecting on everything that had happened over the past because it's over that's it that's yeah it's done yeah you know yeah. and I'm like wow like what a month this has been this was one of if not the craziest month of my life you know uh, just out of like me and a friend sitting in a restaurant one night we just tweeted this one tweet that snowballed into this insane trend that took over the country (laughs) and companies and tv stations and radio and newspapers and i made a ton of new friends and like everybody who engaged i felt like i can't just be you know I can't just dismiss you. I like you've engaged with me on this and you helped me realize this and even though it's just meeting Metallica like the 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 means I guess of getting there was much bigger than the actual goal. You know yeah. like the mm. the actual thing that that led us to it like the goal at the end of the day wasn't as big as what happened before yeah. of a yeah. community coming together and doing something selfless and you know just feeling positive and it was just a very positive thing it was a lot of people who hated it a lot of people told me like you're being stupid and like oh this is such a stupid campaign why are you worthy like oh, why not us and like <laughs> so i got these and i got some people like haram and some people tell me like oh you're doing this whole w- satanic worshiping thing and like what the fuck? And, like this is yeah. it's <laughs> drumsticks <laughs> it's just, <laughs> bro you know so yeah it was but it was like oh when all the dust had settled it was just like it was such a like a surreal like really cool experience that had happened you know and cool. flash really came through like they really took care of me when i was there like i know in the beginning they had a hard time with me you know but they they really took care of me they really came through super helpful when i was there um like fast forward two years later when they came they just called me up and they're like yo they're coming so, would you like to just meet them? You know, <laughs> you, don't like, do <laughs> you don't have to do anything. You have to do anything. We could do like an interview with you and James Hetfield, and like you guys can sit oh, together. Okay. And I was like, like, you know, just like a tear like strolled down my face. You know? <laughs> and you know, so it was it was such a really cool, amazing experience. You know, and what I did after that was I got like a lot of people. I told them like I'm gonna go to this place called Warehouse at the time. I don't know if it's still open. It's in Gerhud and um i'm like it's still open is it still open open?" yeah Yeah, so i haven't been in ages and i told him like, guys, i'm gonna be in a warehouse tonight so and i would love to meet everybody you know so if you are interested in coming and like meeting the people who are involved in this and meeting other people and all that stuff by all means we're going to be there and we had a bunch of people that came down to warehouse and we just met each other for the first time and a lot of these people I'm still friends with till today like I that's uh, so cool yeah it was yeah. really cool Luz uh, Luz one of my friends uh, I had her on my podcast just recently but I met her because of that campaign like it's okay. she was one of the people that I, I met so it's a lot of these people that I met at the time we were still friends till today uh, we still have we still hang out like it's it was such a cool experience you know what yeah. I mean like and and I always tried to like remove myself from it and just understand that this is, this was a this was not about me. This was about a community of people coming together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, to a point where, like, even after this thing th- was done, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I was like, well, I don't know what to do with this. Like, it's it was cool, but I don't
1: even know how to continue, like, mm. on this legacy. Like what's or, next? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing for me to do, you know? Like, I was going to say, it's very good that you were thinking about the whole thing you were talking about, means and end. Yeah. Because I was going to ask, now that you had met them, doesn't it feel like you're back to being like mortal and it's <laughs> over, but it's good that you're thinking of like, oh, but my journey to get there, that right. was the good stuff.
2: Well, you know, I, I, I tried to never let any, anything get to my head, like anything, even with a podcast. Like if it starts like the other day when I was at your uh, event mm-hmm. and these two girls um, that I just met at your event and I, I've never met them in my life. And then they just came up to me and said, they listened to the podcast that to me is so humbling Like it, to me it doesn't like it doesn't make me feel uh, more like of an immoral immortal you know more of like shit like this is so humbling like that's, that what an action that I've taken has touched someone in a positive way you know what I mean like that's something that means more to me than either the Instagram likes or the uh, or the follows or how many subscribers or like that all that stuff is just it's all secondary to like the value you might get out of an output that I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? So um, that to me made more sense than uh, than that. So I, I tried not to. And that and that's why after this thing was done, I didn't do anything with it because I didn't know what to do with it. Like I, it would have felt that I was cashing in on something um, that wasn't really for me. Mm, you know like what I mean?
0: Exploiting it.
2: Yeah, and I didn't want to exploit it. You know, And I got approached by a, a couple of companies after to do something similar like to do a campaign like a fake campaign and I was like straight up I was like no like that's the reason that worked was because it was so genuine yeah, and yeah. it came from a community and it's not because of me as a person like no one really cares about Basel as a person they care about the, the whole situation yeah. and, and, and the, the, idea behind the idea the idea of it, it. exactly yeah. Like the, the idea of it is what drove people you know can so. you do Basel meets the new Samsung phone <laughs> coming straight to your I, I was considered as an influencer like for a month after, so I would get like invited to events and stuff. But that was so short-lived, like because like like I wasn't doing anything with it. Yeah, like, so he like he
0: wanted to meet them, he met them. It's like
2: he's not even doing anything on Instagram. So <laughs> uh, forget yeah. him. He's he's, he's uh. last year. He's last year.
1: So, what about your
2: podcast? So yeah, so I think uh, well, so a year later uh when i told you uh, guys about flash calling me to meet metallica again to meet Hetfield, Uh they told me initially it was to meet kirk hammett uh, the guitarist on a phone interview for their website their publication which was cool and so uh, when i met kirk hammett i um uh, on the phone uh, it was me and him on the phone i had this theme about proposing to my wife uh i did a video called uh or i, did, I made everybody say um just say yes so like just our friends and our family and stuff just you know it's a montage a montage video of people just saying like saying hey dana just say yes and they do it in their own way you know what i mean like uh this uh, so some friends a friend of mine did the whole like david letterman style like 10 reasons why you should say yes and a friend of you know like uh, that's a couple, funny. yeah it was a cool like uh, <laughs> montage of like 20 people or, or 30 people doing this thing and it was really cool so anyway i was with kirk hammett on the phone and we finished the interview and i put everything off and i'm like i still had him on the phone. I'm like, hey, can you do me a favor? I was like, yeah, sure, man. Well, what, what's up? And I was like, uh, just before you go, I want to propose to my girlfriend. And all you need to say is, hey, Dana, this is Kirk Hammett. Just say yes. And he's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, hey, Dana, this is Kirk Hammett from Metallica. If you know what's good for you, you would say yes. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and I just put that in the uh, in the video. And then and I was like, what, what, what's going on? Is this. How, is this really the guy from Metallica <laughs> like how did you get him to do this I was like I don't know I just had him on the phone and just like, you know,
0: make the most of it
2: it's the weirdest thing I have a very weird relationship with Metallica um, and it's like always not worthy you know like, like it's just so random but anyway yeah so w- when that happened uh, so I had that call with Hammett and then I met Hetfield and that was my first Basel Meats video um, because I had a YouTube page and it was called Basel Meets it was just there And I never like my YouTube video that it's it's been around for years, Um, and I met James Hetfield at the time, and he was like just me and him in a room, and we sat there for 15 minutes, and we had a conversation. It was so cool. It was amazing. And we de- we dug deep and stuff. And, and it was really cool. We talked about his sober. Yeah, I brought that up. <laughs> uh,
1: <yeah>. Casually.
2: <laughs> Just say, hey, about the sober life you have. Um, and his family and stuff like that. And I asked him questions about like, how he compares himself today with when he looked at his videos from the 80s. And he looks at his, his videos today. Like, does he see the comparisons? What does he feel when he sees those differences? And, and it was really cool conversations for 15 minutes. And I think that was the, like, when I thought, like, oh, I really like this conversation thing. Like, I really like having, because every time I watch an interview, like, I've always been a fan of these, like, 60 minutes or, like, these, uh, do you know what I mean? Like, these long form, like, let's have a conversation type of interviews, like, Barbara Walters, like, um, Larry King, uh, more recently, Joe Rogan, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so all these, like, sort of personalities that have these long form conversations. And I realized, like, I would love to do this, and um, but I didn't know how. So there was a pause between that interview until we finally picked up Basil meets and the podcast, um, and that's when I started getting into podcasting and uh, just like listening to podcasting and thinking, like, this is this is my new, like, this is this is what I really would love to do, just talking to people and having a conversation with people, and having these long form interviews, you know, just digging or or going places where other interviewers don't really go because I really think it's a talent I really think it's it's talking to someone is honestly I think it's a talent like to know how to make somebody feel comfortable enough to share things with you and just open up to you and feel comfortable asking questions that might not be very conventional you know yeah so I just tried to uh, so I thought that I would be good at this I thought like I always have these really cool conversations with my friends um i always have these i always listen to podcasts and i feel like i really relate and i really relate to people sharing ideas with each other and like debating ideas so i'm like this is something i would love to do and i i love authentic content authentic genuine content i love that and that's why i love stuff like joe rogan is because like it's long form it's authentic it's like not edited it's just two guys having a conversation for three hours and it's not boring you know and you know that's so i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm I'm just gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna go buy a microphone and if you know what, like for me i just come up with a million ideas a a day you know like (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i'm a very creative person you know know and feeling (laughs) or i don't i don't want to say i'm a creative person i think i have a creative side that's needs like nourishment you know what i mean so channel it somehow (laughs) you gotta channel it some way so I, i i i keep coming up with these different ideas and finally, and every time I come up with an idea, I fail at it. You know, like I was like, I do this thing. I get excited. We go for two three months. And I was like, I'm bored. And like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, my heart's not in it. You know, this is not the $30 million idea. You yeah. know? So <laughs> let's keep moving. And I remember one day I was in, in front of like this, this store once and, and data. And, you know, there was these microphones and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? either I do this now, like, it was 600 dirhams, I remember, it was like, very, like the same mic you guys were, like, on when you were in Basil meets. it was the same mic, and I was like, look, either I do this, I buy this mic, and I, like, I commit, and I do this thing, or I will never do this podcast, you know? I was like, do I, like, should I waste the 600 dirhams? Like Basil, you always come up with ideas and you never follow through. And you always, like, waste money on these stupid ideas. And you'd, like, that that was my thought process. I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy the, the, the microphone and I'm going to go with it. So I bought the microphone and I called my friend Joe, my, my popular friend Joe, to be my first guest in the podcast. So it was Basil meets, Akawi, Basil meets Joe Akawi, uh, my first episode and uh yeah it was um and the rest is history you know like that's it picked up on, well i'm far from where i want to be but uh but you know it just that was the first uh you know
1: episode. and calling it uh, basil meats was just like a natural thing like yeah by, of course it, it exactly it's it just yeah. it's it's uh catchy it's it's
2: catchy and it's also like building on what i've done in the past with you know, with Metallica, with James Hetfield, with so it just seemed like a natural thing for me. And although I'm, I feel like my name is—it's odd having my name there. Like it's—it's it's odd for me to say, oh, Basil meets, and then you meet somebody who's European, is it like, Basil meets Basil, Basil, Basil? So I think it's whatever you want. It's, is this a cooking
1: show, Basil? <laughs> Basil meets, yeah. The way I think about it is that you're giving back to the community after like everything they've done for you at the beginning by yeah. doing this podcast because it's honestly really interesting and like you bring in really cool people and you hear really cool conversations. Yeah, from the region. And you're
0: a good host. I mean, we've been hosted oh, you. by you.
1: Thank yeah. you. <laughs> you
0: you you do this really good momentum. You keep the conversation going. Yeah,
1: thank you. Totally I uh, yes,
2: you know I'm, I'm humbled by you guys have a great podcast. So I don't know how to take just compliments. Just like a big love fest <laughs> today, <it>, you guys. <laughs> <laughs>